Welcome into the PVJ Podcast. Your pro is one of the best young producers in the 901 from Fish and Stats and Sport 56, Drew Barrett. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm talking about? That phrase is trademarked, not to use the other this from Ricky Bobby Inc. Your Joe is just an average guy from Memphis, Tennessee, the beautiful land in the world. Future doctor, AJ Sturdivant. Here I finally graduated. Yeah, and just a shade under a decade, too. All right. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. Now, here they are, your pro and your Joe, Drew and AJ. And welcome into another edition of the PVJ Podcast. I am your pro, the best young producer in the 901, Memphis, Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, the country of these United States, and possibly the world. I am Drew Barrett. Alongside me, as always, is my Joe, future Dr. AJ Sturdivant. We got a great guest in with us today that I'll introduce after we get done with the house cleaning. Don't get too excited <laughs> over there. <laughs> I got you. He's but ready to go, man. I like he the is ready to go. We got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to talk... Grizzlies basketball and the historic event that was Monday night and a little bit more yeah. about the trade front, uh, maybe a couple more Grizzlies notes. Then we're going to get into Tiger basketball for a bit and we're going to finish out with the Super Bowl or the big game. Big game? I have to say big game. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand. And for <laughs> one, how's the NFL going to sue me or like fine me for using saying Super Bowl? Come at me, NFL. I don't have any money. Good <laughs> take luck. It, take it all. <laughs> you want you want the last twenty bucks in my bank account? Cool. Yeah, so you say this and then so you're gonna get something. I'm gonna mail get a twenty dollar fine from the NFL. Yeah. Like, hey, we want that last twenty bucks. I'm like, all right, fine. Fine, gonna, Roger. Apparently you need they it. They heard you on the critically acclaimed PVJ podcast I mean, and they want their money. You're probably they are probably listening. Yeah. I, I would not doubt it. But and we're also going to have some trivia and the tray of the day. But before we get into all that, do have the house cleaning to obviously take care of. Well, uh, thanks, thank you again, Kevin Cerrito uh, and the Cerrito Live Feed for allowing us to do this, uh, for allowing us to put this up, and hopefully entertain you for the next thirty-two an hour long. And be sure to go check out all the great content on the Cerrito Live Feed, uh, and be. Sh- of course, listen to Cerrito Live every Saturday from 10 to 12 on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM, and especially the 11 o'clock hour, the only hour-long wrestling segment in the city of Memphis where wrestling was made. And be sure to listen to me every Monday through Friday from 1 to 6 on Johnny Radio's Happy Hour, then immediately falling from 3 to 6 on Fish and Stats. And I think that's it. Is that it? Is that all all house I think so. Gotcha. All right. But without further ado, we do have a great guest. Uh, kind of found this guy off the street a little bit. Yeah. He's Don't been, know who uh, he is. He's been, uh, he's been my intern. Yeah, I've been roaming the streets. Roaming he's the been street. my intern for the last uh, four or five days. <laughs> and uh, so glad to have you in. Gabe Kuhn, Absolutely. former University of Memphis Tiger offensive lineman and former classmate of mine. So yeah. we've known each other for a couple of years. Former classmate yeah. of mine. And yeah. of AJ. Yeah, we figured out we both had classes together. <laughs> Pointed that out to me today. 
So, Gabe, how are you doing? Good. Doing great. Doing well. You enjoying yeah. interning? You enjoying learning? Yeah, it's all right. How's interning with right. Drew? That's the main thing. It's okay. I like seeing him like in this element. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's, he's under control now. You know what I mean? He, he's got it no, all. No, it's just like I like seeing, you know, he when he's in there, he's a little little down. I like when he's, <laughs> well, the, the energy's he's up. See, you he's know, a little he's depressed the on the show. other it's, side of the glass. It's nice. <laughs> I've always told him, and I've always said over on this podcast that when you're on this side of this side of the glass there's just so much more energy and so much more passion that you feel about it like when i'm over there like yeah i love what i do i love twisting the knobs and turning the dials and whatever <laughs> you want to call it and pressing and pressing the buttons doing boop boop beep bop but, all day but like there's just something special about being over here because you don't have to worry you're right about that part of it you know what i mean so That's you're true. over here just free-flowing it feels good you're right it does feel good it does feel good you know who's not free-flowing the Grizzlies. No. They wow. can't get anything right. I mean, historic performance. Before last night, a team that was up by 25 in the regular season was 174 and 0. It is now 174 <laughs> and 1. And of course, who else could do it but the Grizzlies? Yeah. I was, I was I was there last night and it was uh I Thanks thought we had invite. Bag. Hey, I got invited. Okay, I couldn't I couldn't invite you or I would have. But uh no, I thought we had it in the bag and man, when you can lose to a team like that in, in that fashion when you're up literally all game until the last 30 seconds, mm-hmm. that's just your your team is not made for the modern NBA. When you can be up by 20 and they can come back that easily. Um but also Will Barton, former Tiger, put yeah. the dagger on us, man. That wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. It definitely wasn't, but kudos to Will. You know, yeah. on on uh, Saturday for or Sunday at the Tiger game, uh, wearing a James Wiseman that's right. jersey. That's pretty tight, right? Yeah. When was the last time you saw a professional athlete wear a high schooler's jersey? It was a high school jersey. It was his high school jersey. It was an East High School jersey. Yeah, was it like the authentic, like from East High School? Yeah. I don't know it how looked, he it got looked it. real. It looks pretty real. cool. I passed a guy when we were walking out, and it was like one of the FedEx Forum attendees. Yeah, uh, and I was kind of looking at Will Barton. And he had the East jersey on, and kind of took me off guard at first. I was like, tell my dad, I was like, hey, there's Will Barton with the, the Wiseman jersey. And my dad, like, didn't hear what I said at first. He's like, who? And then the guy, the FedEx form attendee was like, he's like, oh, he's he's uh, he's in the NBA. He's a, he's a G League, G League player. Plays for, like, somebody. And I was like, dude, I'm 99.9% sure that's Will Barton. <laughs> plays for the Nuggets. And, like, he, he just, he was like, no, no, he's G League. And I was like, no, he's not. So quick, quick side note, quick story about uh, the floor attendants. Most of them are nice people. Uh, but after the Tennessee game uh, earlier this year, um, there's a guy named Justin Rose um, who used to do a podcast with me and CJ for a little bit, uh, and he's a uh, photographer, right? So I know him very well, and uh, you know, I asked him, like, hey, man, can you take a picture of me and my girl? And he's like, yeah, and he takes He's like, hey, you want one on center court? I was like, yeah, of course. And <laughs> Absolutely. We take the picture, and the guy walks up to me, he's like, Think you're, the attendant, he's like, think you're pretty slick, don't you? He's like, no. What? He's like, you think you just know somebody and get out of here? I was like, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, dude. That's like, exactly why are you here. so mad? The game's been over for 10 minutes. He's like, I'll make sure you never step on this court. And I was just drunk enough to be like, dude, you have no idea who I am. 
If I want to get back on this court, I guarantee you next game I will walk on this court and you can't say a damn thing. See, but, like, why has he even got to take that sort of tough guy approach? I don't know. know. Like, the game's been over for 15 minutes, and it was, like, the first time I had just the right amount of alcohol in me to where I could be like, do you know who I am, sir? (laughs) I am a producer, and I have a media credential where I can step on this court. At Sports 56, 87.7. At Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Now, I did feel kind of like a douche the next day, but don't don't come at me, bro. I mean, just at least have a little bit of common sense to at least just approach it. Yeah. Softly, you don't have to just come at me like I did something wrong. Yeah, he's like, I you'll never step on this court again. I was like, I'm sure I will. You have that power, huh? I'm sure yeah, you do. <laughs> but back, back to back to the Grizzlies and everything. Like the sad part about the Grizzlies situation, and especially about the Mike and Mark situation, is how well they are playing right now. They've both Mike's coming off a back to back double double performance. Mark's had 20 plus points in the last three. Games And the sad thing is that it's taken the trade rumors to light the fire under them. And you you would think that being the two highest paid players on the team, being in the city that they quote unquote love, a city that the only city that they know. I mean, heck, it's the only city outside of Spain Mark's ever lived in. Yeah. I mean, you think that that would be the passion and be enough to drive him uh, to do this night in and night out. And the sad thing is like, oh, the $25 million that you're getting this year wasn't enough? Like, why is it just now that apparently the fire has been lit under him? Yeah. I mean, because like you said, besides Spain, I mean, this is the Gasol's family. The, yeah. the, all the Gasol's home, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know if – I don't know what it is. If it's the trade rumors, if it's – does he – is he trying to show out now to, mm-hmm. to get – I mean, it kind of helps us, though, because if yeah. we're going to trade him, now That's we can get more back for him. Because I feel like the trade is inevitable. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to deal him somewhere to get some type of, you know what I mean, role player in return. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they should get more out of that. But yeah. with the, they're sort of aging stars. So y- you have to realize you might not get exactly what you want right now for them mm-hmm. just because of their age. But yep. you got to get something. We can't let this turn into Tyreek Evans 2.0. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where even sitting there last night, obviously – you love these guys, and there's an emotional tie to them and, and to the city. But it's, I mean, it's been proven that even, I mean, last night they they both went off, mm. but you're not getting the job done. Like you still you still lost when you should have won that game. And so they're they're proven over and over that even though, yes, they can still have they can put up great numbers and be good players, but they're not going to get you over that hump to be in a playoff team. So it's like deal them right now while you can get the most out of them, and while they're putting up. I mean, this is. The most production you're going to get. So you need to go ahead and do it. And I don't really think it's because the trade rumors are, you know what I mean? But it seems ruined. like it's, it's, it it's lines just, up. It's the timing yeah. of it. I get that yeah. for sure. But yeah. I those those guys have been the focal point of that team the past, I mean, past two years mm-hmm. since they got rid of all those guys. And just all that dead money spent on Chandler Parsons is just so looming and just so obvious mm-hmm. with what you see with the Grizzlies right now. Like, they don't have people off the bench. They don't have those role players that can really get things done to help out Mike and Mark. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that it's from the Chandler Parsons deal. It, it really is. I mean, it's kind of said, and nothing. I'm not trying to take anything away from 
Kyle Anderson. I think he's done a hell yeah, of a job, absolutely. especially in this mm-hmm. more much more of a role here in Memphis than he did in San Antonio. But now we're looking at Kyle Anderson as what our third, fourth option when in San Antonio he was eight. Yeah, yeah. And then what do we think about you know what I mean Justin Holiday? Mm-hmm. What I get that he. Play. He was about what eleven point scorer mm-hmm. uh, with the Bulls. He's got here in five a game, on a t- five on a, a game. And I get why you got him. You want someone to be able to create a three. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You want somebody to be able to shoot. But you didn't really get value like you thought you were getting value. Yeah. out of that trade. Yeah, I mean, traded what uh, Marshawn Brooks and Selden. Wayne Selden and a second-round pick, kind of pick. Yeah, two, two second-round picks. Two second-round picks. Oh, wow. Well, it's, it's like we've said, the the front office treats picks like they're nothing. They've always treated well, picks like they're nothing. Well, a second-round pick, eh. Yeah. You know, there's not the value that you get out of a second-round pick in the NBA is not quite, you know what I mean, like a draft pick, so to speak. It's, yeah. it's kind of you're sort of trying to find a guy that you can develop. Yeah, it's that's not, true. A first-round pick, though. Yeah, at least, or even including trouble. a future second-round pick in a deal. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, you can include them here and there, but it's it's kind of like before the season, you know, and we've talked about it before, how I've, I said, I was saying that, you know, you see how this season starts off, uh, you see what it's looking like before the trade deadline, and if it's clear that this team just isn't going to be able to get it done, you got to go ahead and get rid of them. Um but what do you think about the Bruno, the the new guy stepping in? I mean, he looks. I think he looks solid. He's yeah. kind of athletic. He's, he's sort of he's got a he's got a three ball. He can shoot a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can he can get. I like get, his body too. He's got he's got he's that. Kind of big he looks like almost like, like a I, hair smaller Giannis out there. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think he's a solid player. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's the type of value the Grizzlies are going to have to get with this money tied yes. up. Though you can't get you can't go out and get guys. Yeah, and you know what I mean. With the money tied up, it's almost. And, you know, we've kind of talked about it too, but they're going to be – Grizzlies fans have to expect to be bad for the next yeah. few years. And 100%. basically, and not only that, I mean, you're going to have to – there are so many cards that have to fall into place here. You're going to almost have to get a little lucky that you can hopefully get somebody along the way that is up and coming and that you can develop and it ends up turning into a star, uh, to a star alongside Triple J. Mm. But the thing about develop, developing, yes, you need somebody that – you can ultimately mold into the player that you want, but you can't take on too much of a project. We've seen the no. Grizzlies try to take on yep. too much of a project, 100%. and it's always bitten them in the butt. You need somebody not only with great potential, but somebody that can play for you right now. And like, I know this is probably doomsday situation, and the Grizzlies would be the team to do it because they just <laughs> love the fact you can't teach seven foot. That no, I would not doubt. Do it. I would. You're say, I know you know exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, I would not doubt it if they waste a second round pick on Taco Falls. Oh, there it is. There. And it that is. would be the stupidest thing to do. They won't do it. They, somebody's gonna, gonna. Somebody's gonna. Somebody's gonna, gonna do it. Somebody's gonna going honest. to do it oh, with gosh. our history and Why the people would, in the city. <laughs> no, but I did stand next to. But him what? If, but what if? What if Chris Wallace knows he's on the way out, and that's just the perfect like. Middle fingers in the air, just screw you, Memphis. That wouldn't be all that professional, I don't think. It wouldn't be, but I mean. <laughs> no, but Taco Fall, that is a specimen. <laughs> it's I, I walked next to that guy the other day, and he is, I mean, I couldn't jump and reach the top of his head. 
It is ridiculous. And you know it's bad when you get the ball pinned between the rim and the backboard without Ooh. jumping. Yeah, I know. He literally stuck it block, between. It? Yeah. I was like, wow, that guy, I'm pretty sure he was actually bending his knees. But the thing is, as l- impressive as some of the things that he does, it's everything else is so unimpressive. Oh. He's so clumsy, <laughs> yeah. uncoordinated. He's, and I don't think it's really his fault. It's it's the fact that he just has too much body to At control. Seven, six. Yeah. You can't you can't control. I was gonna say there's it, and that's kind of I was telling. Uh, we said like I said, my dad's friend got his tickets. We have to sit pretty low for the game. But there's I mean you can't be seven six and be coordinated. There's mm-hmm. pretty we've we've never seen that. Um, we'll see where evolution takes us. Maybe yeah, it'll happen one day. At one point we were saying that you don't see that athletic of seven footers, but now you have yeah. Kevin Durant. You have. That's Giannis, true. you have guys exactly. that can uh-huh. dribble and do every. I mean, yep. Anthony Davis. Yeah. Anthony Davis can create his own things mm-hmm. at seven foot, and that's something ten years ago that really wasn't a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, I mean, wasn't even a conversation. Ten years ago, we thought Yao Ming at what seven two. He was seven six. Was he seven six? I thought he was like seven two, seven four. I mean, but even him, he was. It was too much body to control, and he actually had a decent NBA career. Yeah, he was an all pro. Mm-hmm. He was an all pro. So. To the Grizzlies, what, what do you think? Let me get y'all's opinion on. Do you think? Uh, how do you see this season? If we trade Mike and Mark, do you think Bickerstaff is gone? Your your honest opinion. Do you think Bickerstaff is gone? Do you think Wallace is gone? Because I, I last night looking at Bickerstaff, he looks like he knows he's gone. I mean, he's it, just I just his 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 body expressions. It looks like nobody on that team, even up by twenty. Like mm-hmm. you know, almost had that mindset of oh, we're get, we're just gonna run away with this. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I heard a lot Grizzlies. of people, I heard a lot of people say like I didn't even see that coming. I'm like, you kind of did. Yeah, man. oh, you, oh. you know, nobody. Yes. I heard somebody. I was talking to some people today, and they're like, you know, I didn't really start to feel uncomfortable till they got it down to seven. I was like, no, at fifteen, I got, I, like I, I felt uncomfortable at fifteen yeah. because the Grizzlies weren't making anything. They were no. turning the ball over, doing yep. just everything to botch that up. But I just feel like Chris Wallace has to go. I mean, just looking at the past year and what he has done in this Chandler Parsons, he has no control mm-hmm. over the situation at all. I mean, mm-hmm. Chandler Parsons goes back to L.A., and he just he can't even keep tabs on that guy who yeah. he signed for $94 million. Mm-hmm. I just I, – I have – I guess what he's done in the past can help him mm-hmm. more than Bickerstaff. But I just feel like Chris Wallace is in a position where he's got to be sort of on the way out unless something huge happens for him. Well, you would think that he would have to be, but when you have an owner like Robert Perra who is not in tuned with the with the yeah. team, who's not in tuned with this city, and he's just gonna he does he's not a hands on owner, so yeah. he's unless he's ultimately forced to, I don't think he's gonna make the move. Just because it's going to force him to take away time from his other business businesses to focus on this hobby, this toy that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it, it's it's sad to hear when it's his toy means so much to so many so many people and to an entire city that he won't accept the responsibility that comes with being a franchise owner. Yeah. it's not just about putting the money; it's about putting your money. And putting the best people possible in situations to make this thrive because while you own the team, it's our team, though. Yeah. You yeah. might pay the bills, but it's my team. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to see an owner so out of touch where it's like he can't even come back in 
and stop what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's still just sort of on the outside looking in. It's just not a situation that's going to end great. I mean, it's going to be ugly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's already kind of ugly getting rid of Mike and Mark. And, and you know, the Grizzlies being successful, you know, it drives a whole city. I mean, it's just like Tiger basketball. I mean, me and you went and ate on Beale Street. Before the Tiger basketball game, I mean, there's a there's an economy and great there's business. So, yeah, there's so yeah. many things that, like you said, with Para being out of tune, um, you know, who knows? Maybe you know, w- with him calling Mike and Mark, I actually personally thought that that was not the the right thing to do and to let them know that he was shopping around, so it wouldn't be a surprise. But you so know what I would, but but you know what I would like my owner to do? Talk to him in person. How about you come to a game? Yeah, at least I mean I'm just saying at least he gave them the the heads up and at least. He gave us fans a chance to know that last night could have potentially been the last game mm-hmm. that we see them play in the forum. Um, well, is it the last game? So, Do you believe that it's the last time we'll see Mike and Mark? Well, we only have what one more home game before the, but it's like right before the trade deadline, well, right? Yeah, yeah. Or is I get that so curious if they can deal both of them? I yeah. get, I'm wondering if they're going to deal both of them or just one before the trade deadline. I, I think, I think you deal both. I think, I think you, you try to deal both for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've said that, but are you going to be able to find what you want? For both, yeah. Whatever. Well, here's happens. the thing, and we the problem is find what you want isn't good because isn't a good idea because the Grizzlies need. want too much and then they'll end up botching the whole thing. Yeah, I get that, but you need you need yes you need we value need out of these people yeah. that you're that you're dealing away. These guys are aging stars that you need to find as much value as possible. Or this thing could go worse than anyone wants it to go. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think I, they will find the value. Yeah, I think yeah. Mark, they will find some. I think Mark has played his last game in the FedEx form. Mike, I'm unsure of. Mm. Um, but yeah, to your question, I do think Mark uh, is probably good. Mike's been the one that I'm like, I don't know. Um, and I think I deep think down Mike's we all harder, want Mike to stay, too. I, I, it, that's true. I think we really we have that a much more probably an emotional tie to Mike. Mm. I mean, we still we love Mark. But it's also one of those things where if they were to be traded, I want Mike more than Mark to go to a contending yeah. team. I want to see Mike get his chance um, to be on a contending team. But man, um, I mean, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I think I think that Mark has played his last game. But um, but then who do you think you can get more value out of of those two players? You have Mike Conley, who has been hurt a lot, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's also older. Mm-hmm. So it's I feel like you can almost get more value. Out of Mark Gasol. Yeah. And yeah, his, his contract, I mean, his contract is, you almost, you can get more value and, I mean, he's going to be a, a free agent and could potentially walk. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like Mike still has, what is it, two years left on two his contract? Left, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to not only be harder, like you said, because he's a, been more injury prone, but it's also somebody's going to have to pick up paying him a lot of money mm-hmm. that right now, I mean, he, he might not be worth that value. Well, regardless of what they get out of him, you know, the bad thing is that if they're going to go to contending teams, neither one of them will start. Yeah, they're going to be off the bench players. Well, Something not, neither one well, of them have ever done. I think Mark. I think Mark could start. I, th- I mean, I think Mike could start depending on the situation. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he. It, it think, depends where he is dealt. Because, but I, to like a true contender, a true contender. Are, are you talking con- about a playoff team or a true contender? I'm talking about a true contender. So, I'm talking about Boston, Toronto. Oh yeah, LA. no, no. Right, he will not start. The Lakers Mark might. What if the Lakers strike out on Davis and he's staying? 
And do you think are they desperate to make a move? I think do they're they, desperate to make a they, move. Do they come? Do they come get Mark? They and go, potentially yeah. Mike. I think they and do. give up Ball Kuzma. No. And, I mean, well, they're, they're going to have to go with somebody. <laughs> no, the I'd rather have, have Kuzma up. than Ball. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, yeah. Not even a qu- Kuzma's coming along. He's their scorer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is that guy. But we're just going to have to see. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I really. This is one of those things where I really don't know which direction this is going to go with mm. Mike and Mark. I yes. have no idea. Could go. It, the Grizzlies organization <laughs> could go down so many <laughs> like lanes and paths right now no, that it's not even funny. <laughs> it just kills because I have no idea. Usually, I you get an mm. an idea of these things as they progress, yeah. and I still have no idea. Mm. I mean, it almost seems like not only are they at a fork of the road decision, it's almost like they're. In a in a circle with like eight tunnels around them, <laughs> six of them are good tunnels. Leads to safety, and you I have a bad feeling that out of these eight tunnels, gonna there's the going to be two tunnels that say like ultimate Jeez. death tunnel, and then another tunnel that says like you thought that death was bad. This one's even worse. And Chris Wallace is just going to go. I don't want these six. Let's go with these. Which one of these? Sounds Taking like the better. road less traveled. See, yeah. I, I think I'm going to zig op- when everybody thinks I should zig. I think it's the opposite. I think there's six bad ones, and there's two <laughs> good ones. And so it's just going to – it's it's bound to happen. Because, yeah. I mean, dude, it's going to be – like you said, we're, we're, we're hooked on the books for a lot of money. Um, like They're just going to have to get used to being bad for the next few years. And so mm. we'll see where they go. But it's one of those things where we'll, we're going to learn here in the next week. Yeah. To, or 10. We got, what, nine days till the trade deadline? Nine days. So and find out ultimately something. it's going to be, I, I think, the even the quickest rebuild. I don't think we see Grizzlies back in the playoffs before 2023. Uh, yeah, I don't. I see. I don't even want to make a distinction on yeah. that. Because you don't know how. I feel like Jaron Jackson could be a star. He, I think he could, As too. he develops. So we'll see, like what these younger guys are going to do. Mm. But they're going to have to get value somewhere else to be able to contend the next couple of years. I don't think they're going to be 2023, I don't know, but next couple of years is mm. going to be a struggle. Yeah. It definitely is. All right, let's switch over to the other team in Hoop City, your University of Memphis Tigers men's basketball team. They won on Sunday against Central Florida and beat the crap out of them, 77-57. to And honestly, it wasn't even that close. Home basketball, playing at home, there's – and I, that's why I love that the tournament is in Memphis mm-hmm. is because home basketball is just – it's so much easier to win. Mm-hmm. It really is. They, and especially for the Tigers sitting at 11-1, and and their only home loss was the number one team in the country. Yeah. yeah. And it's – you know, we have Tulsa on the road uh, tomorrow night and then USF on the road this weekend. But, you know, like you said, with the tournament being at home, that's always going to give you a shot at the end. But I still, this team needs to play well on the road. Mm. Especially. That's where you that's where you get up in the in, in the RPI, the Jerry exactly. Palm, the, yeah. the new net, the NCAA one that they've yes. and they come out took with. And they took a huge hop beating UCF by that much. Yeah, mm. Tigers are now sitting at like 64 yeah, in that cool. ranking, which – if you looked at the numbers, would guarantee you in in a field of 68 if that's what exactly what they went by. But then you also got to remember a lot of the all the one-bid leagues, the automatic-bid leagues that they only get one, the conference championship. So I think you finish the season to guarantee you are at least like the last four in. 
Yeah. I think you got to be sitting somewhere around forty, in yeah. the, in, yeah. in in all these in the I mean, all rankings. these different they, rankings. They can't they can't afford to lose many more. I was going to say, no. they, many more they, conference games. They've I mean, got to win at Tulsa and at USF for me to even say, okay, now there's even potential yeah, for but, the for the NCAA tournament without winning the, the conference tournament. Yeah, but, I think if you beat, if we had not shot so terribly against Temple our last week, going one to twenty three, oh yeah, losing and, by it, nine, yeah, and and the shots weren't bad shots. The rim was just very unforgiving. Like it was just a lot of in and out. Couldn't hit water if we fell out of a boat. It was bad. No, the shots weren't bad. There was a lot of in and out shots. They just weren't falling. It's not well, like they, they were airballing. It's not like they were airballing though. So I mean, you can't really. But they didn't go in. You're right. They didn't. But you win that. I think that that one guarantees you to be at least, you know, in that first four, last four in, first four out discussion. Now you've got to go two and zero on this road trip. And at least split Cincinnati. I was gonna say you've got you've got eleven games left, and but got, you do have Temple at home again, which you've could got five be a good on the one. road and six. Or no, I mean sorry, six on the road and five at home. Mm-hmm. You have UCF on the road too, so that's yeah. That, and Cincinnati uh, at, the, home at home and on, on the road. road. Yeah, and so I mean they're at the top of the conference, and it, you still got Houston. I mean you got Houston at home, but there's I mean that's going to be. I don't think we play Houston again. Do we not play Houston again? No, you don't. Uh, okay. We only got one shot at it. We, we, uh, you said UConn comes to us this year, right? Yes. Okay. But it's one of those things where 11 games left, you're going to have to stay perfect at home, and you're going to probably – let's say they let's say they go win three on the road, lose three. So that would put us at 21 and 10. Mm-hmm. What's the, what would that I, be in conference? Like? I don't know. Three more losses? Three, that'd be uh, five. That would be five. That'd be eight. losses. So thirteen and five, yeah, thirteen and five, not bad. Oh, that's, what <laughs> that's, I, well, that's that was great. my prediction coming into that's conference solid. play. But do you think, let's say that they, like I said, thirteen and five in conference, twenty one and ten, and then we go to the semifinals, of the American Athletic Conference. Do you think that? I just don't. I don't think that gets us in the tournament. I don't think that's NIT. So yeah, that's NIT. NIT. Yeah, and I mean, any postseason is good postseason <laughs> oh, at this gosh. point. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the biggest that UCF game made me so happy because they finally mm-hmm. beat a team. That they weren't supposed to be. Yes, yeah. I mean UCF was picked to win the conference yeah. preseason, so technically it was an upset. Even though I really was not scared of Central no, Florida, no. But I liked what Penny did in putting Isaiah, starting Isaiah mm-hmm. Maurice, so he could stretch out Taco Fall, so he was out of the paint. Yeah, yeah. So we sort of saw a good glimpse of what Penny can do strategically mm-hmm. to beat a team like that, yeah. and it was. I loved it. Yeah. I loved to see it's, it. It's it's what we've what you know we've been saying all season is that this go around this season is all about enjoying Tiger basketball being back. Even though that the on court product is not quite where we are going to expect it, it's you have hope for the future. But it's not this, a bad team, product oh, it's either. A it's product. not a bad product. But I'm saying I like, mean, it's a fun product to watch. Yeah. But that that's what I was getting at is okay. that this team is so fun to watch. That like like you said, I I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I literally look forward all week to going to Tiger basketballs yeah. at home, and be, because I know that for forty minutes they're going to give it everything they got. They mm-hmm. dude, they play defense with so much energy. I mean, it's I'm, I'm like, you know, yes, they make some, especially some of the young guys make some mistakes here and there. Uh, but when you play that hard, it's just enjoyable and it, get and get fly up and down yeah. the court. I'm like, it's not like like I said, it's it's a good product, but it's not quite where. We're going to come to expect it mm. over the next few years. Yeah, but it's one of those things where you got hey, 
this is just this was always an enjoy the ride season, and I have it has exceeded mm. my my enjoyment. I've I've loved every second of it. And there's been a there's been a lot of great stories from a lot of different guys. You know, Harris has had his ups and downs in shooting. Jeremiah has been just as solid as he was last year. Keevan Davenport has been great. Rainer Thornton has had two double-doubles in two out of the last three games. Um, I don't know how well your Tiger basketball history, you know it, but, you know, I've made this comparison a couple times. When I watch Antoine Jones, Mm -hmm. he reminds me of Andre Allen. Okay. The tenacity, the energy that he brings to where it doesn't show on the box score night in and night out, but you watch that man play, you see what kind of difference he changes to a game. Oh yeah. my, I mean, Antoine Jones, if you look at him and how he plays the game, you can see glimpses of absolute greatness. Mm-hmm. I mean, greatness. Mm-hmm. This kid, if he develops correctly and takes steps in the offseason, does what he's supposed to do, he could be the next guy. He could be that I think guy that they go to. He could facilitate. He could do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with college basketball, with especially with freshmen, you you don't want to assume they're going to develop into yeah. what you want them to develop to. Because, I mean, that that's sort of a thing that doesn't happen how you want it all the time, mm. for sure. No, yeah. I mean, we. Uh, who remembers, you know, we all remember the Four Kings, that while they had great, good years, mm-hmm. they never quite panned out the way that we they should have went to a yeah. Sweet Sixteen. Yes, it should. Should have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, at the minimum, should have with that yeah. kind of talent, but they just never seemed to develop to their full potential, to the potential that we thought they were going to be. Yeah. And there's certain things from this season, though, that you know, Harris is, you know, could break the single season three point record. Mm-hmm. Um, Antoine Jones, like y'all said, you know, has all. The makings and potential to be really good. I mean, he's already really good for and, us. And Alo's is trying finally finding his role. Alo's Alo's finding a little more rhythm. Um, he's awesome. the one that had to like catch up a little bit. But there's been so many positives that you. I mean, you get Lance Thomas coming back. Yeah, uh, not coming back, but being eligible next year. So I like Alex Lomax for everything but offense. I don't think offensively mm-hmm. he's going to be mm-hmm. a quick developer. Now, obviously, he's, things he's change good, in a year. He is really good at on the ball defender. Oh my gosh, yeah, mm-hmm. he suffocates people. Mm-hmm. And, and I, he and he, I swear, I think it was Jeff Calkins the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't think he. I think he thinks he's the biggest person on the court when he's mm-hmm. in. Yeah, the, yeah, and I, I love mean, it. Yeah, he him plays and Harris. huge. He plays huge. And so that's where it, it's Lomax is. You know, like you said about the the offense with him, you know that's something that even Penny has said before that that's that's not who Alo is. That's not what he's yeah. gonna he's he's gonna give you a six point five rebound, seven assists night. Mm. But yeah. but the thing is, he's he's got to do that consistently. That's yeah. been and he's finally looks like starting to get more of a rhythm. And I think over the off season, if he can become you know, he it, as far as his offense, just a spot up shooter. If he can knock down, start knocking down uh, straight open threes, then that's gonna. I think that's gonna change the game, especially next year when you're gonna be able to free up the inside for the for yeah. Jeffries and and Wiseman and Dandridge to go to work. It's just hey, knock down the open three and keep doing what you're if, doing on defense. If, if you get offensive production at all out of Lomax, yes. I think you're gonna be yes. in a great spot because mm-hmm. yeah. what he does on 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 the defense and what he does just. I mean, hustling all mm-hmm. over the court is mm. is enough. And I don't even think he really needs to develop a three-point game. Honestly, I would love if he would be 
kind of like uh, Chris Crawford was his freshman freshman year, just a knockdown mid range shooter. Yeah, you know when Crawford got the ball and was around the free throw line right at the key and just popped it up. I mean, yeah, in ninety nine out of hundred, just do that. Just work on mid range and then slowly work your way back. Mm-hmm. Because we know he can drive to the basket. Now let's work on the touch. Let's work on the shot. I was going to say a mid range game with him would be great. Oh, yeah. he can dribble. He can yeah. create an opportunity. Yes. It's so just quick, man. It's just a matter. He's twitchy. He's super mm-hmm. twitchy, and it's just a matter of him knocking something down. Mm. And I think a three ball would be good too. That's what he. It would be good. Needs that, that but let's create... get let's let's work on the two yeah. before we get <laughs> yeah. three. That's well, let's work on and, shooting. And yeah. It's like you In said, uh, Gabe, with the you saw any offense if it's if it's an offensive production. That far exceeds what you expect from Alo. So it's one of those things where that's only going to improve upon what we already think about it. Because he's not a guy that you are going to assume yeah. he's going to put up shots. Mm-hmm. He's a pass-first guy. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that wants all that attention. And and I love how emotional and how much passion he plays with is because, like in the game Sunday, I mean, you know, we go down there and get a stop or we, or we you know, jump out to a 12 or 14-point lead, UCS calling timeout. Halo's walking off the court, you know, with his hands raised, getting the crowd pumped up, and it's like, man, that's that's like flashbacks of the old days. And so yeah. it's it's something that that I love about him is how much you can tell how much he wants it. That even though he's not scoring as much as everybody else is, doesn't matter to him mm. as long as it's about that W. So, and real quick before we get to our third and almost final topic of the night, Tigers two games this week. Two and oh, one and one, oh and two. What are you going? Road games are just so so sketchy to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that both the team USF's a decent team. They are, team. they're decent. I don't think they're like super, super quality opponents, but I just hate road games at mm-hmm. all. Especially with this team. They have been Memphis has been bad on the road. Yeah, we've only won one game on the road. Yeah. Or, and against Tulane, yeah. who is has four wins on the season. And they almost gave that one up. Mm-hmm. So it's just it makes you nervous. But I think they could go one and one. I yeah, think they could. I think if honestly, I think they can go one and one. Um, I think they've got the better chance at beating Tulsa. Yeah, uh, tomorrow night, obviously. But you know, it's one of those things where if if we can Tulsa's show, not that easy it, of a it, team. It, they almost beat Cincinnati. Yeah, but if we can jump out on Tulsa and USF early. Like we have been doing at home, mm-hmm. and I think that's where I, I I believe, dude. I believe we can go two and because I think that they finally have shown <laughs> and know that they can play yeah. on the court with anybody. I mean, now they just got to get their mind right and focus on the road, and that's what I mean. I think Penny's going to have them ready to go. Yeah, if they just knock down some threes, I mean, mm-hmm. in that Temple yeah. game, if they go thirty percent from three, they win the game. They go ten percent. They win. The game. <laughs> I mean, one for twenty three. Yeah. You cannot win. You can't win going four point seven percent from no. beyond the arc. And that's that's obviously an outlier. Exactly. So I think honestly, how they played against Temple was not bad. No, they just couldn't shoot. And I mean, it's o- and honestly, it was when we were down by twenty. Yeah. And honestly, half. it was great that you only lost by nine, being the fact yes. that you are a three point happy shooting team, and you go one and twenty three, and you still have a chance to win the game. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, professional speaking, I'm going to say one and one. Alumni speaking here, two, two and zero, baby. Yeah, what are you talking about? Right? Of course, of course. All right, let's get into our third main topic of the night. It's the big game weekend. Yes, the Super Bowl. The New England Patriots 
versus the Los Angeles Rams. Now, before we actually get into the game, I know I've talked to Rob Fisher about this, a St. Louis native, but you are also a St. Louis native. Yep. How do you feel about the Rams? Hate. Look, I don't hate the Rams. Stan Kroenke, no. No one, no <laughs> one, I will tell you said. right now, no one in St. Louis likes them. Everybody, I mean, not everybody, but most of the people still love the team because mm-hmm. it's the same guys, just a new coach. Mm-hmm. People are sort of bitter because they're thinking, we could have done this in St. Louis, mm-hmm. but he was so hell-bent on going back to L.A. Going to L.A. So there's definitely some saltiness in mm-hmm. St. Louis with it. And I'm, I'm not going to say I hate the Rams. I just don't like their management. I don't like their owner. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And that's kind of been the opinion that I've heard a lot about. It's it's not that we hate the Rams. We just really hate Stan Kroenke. Yeah. Because, I mean, he just he, he bashed the city. I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. He's been quoted as saying, St. Louis stinks. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to get out of here. I don't know. If someone came in to Memphis, if, if they moved the Grizzlies or something, ownership was saying, Memphis sucks. Oh. You can't like them anymore. No, I'm God, sorry. No. You can like the team. You can yeah. like the team. Uh-huh. Doesn't mean you're rooting for them. No. Doesn't no, mean you want success. When, for when them. the team succeeds, the management and the ownership succeed, succeed too, so. and you don't want that. Mm. Yep, yep. So, besides your hate for Stan Kroenke, how do you see this Rams team going up against uh, against New England? I said it. I think they're going to win. I really do. And yes, it's tough because it's like the Patriots lost last year. You think they're going to lose again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I do, because I feel like this Rams team stacks up so well against the Patriots. They have, and it's sort of sort of conflicting ideals when you think about it, because mm-hmm. you have the Rams. They went out and they paid for everything. They're yeah. like, we're going to get Sue. <laughs> we're going to get Peters. We're going to get Keith Tlaib. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Brandon Cooks. We're winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then you look at the uh, Patriots, and they don't spend money on anyone. No. Yeah. If they ask for money, they get them out of there. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady takes pay cuts every time. Every every time they go to re-sign him, he never he never signs like a, a huge deal. Like he's not the highest paid quarterback in the league, and it's conflicting ideals. And I think the Rams will come out on top just because you have the guys on the outside and Aqib Talib and Marcus Peters mm-hmm. to keep up with those wide receivers. I don't even think it's keeping up. I think it's just scheme, really. Mm-hmm. But and I think I think D line wise, you saw the the Chiefs, and they weren't really able to get pressure on yeah. Brady, mm-hmm. even though they led the league in sacks. But Aaron Donald, that's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Aaron Donald and is if, a freak. If you're new, if you, let's say you're playing you're playing tackle for, for New England. Yeah. How do you stop Aaron Donald? What, like, what would your master plan be to keep him away from Tom Brady? <laughs> master plan. There's <laughs> no plan. He's so quick with his hands. I mean, did you see? I don't know if y'all saw this. There's a video of him in the off season training with a guy about to stab him with knives. He what? trains with Jeez. knives. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm crazy. surprised y'all haven't seen this video. I have not and he swipes their hands and swipes Jeez. them down and then goes past them. So he is just too quick and he's strong. And he, I mean, he's six what six foot two eighty, mm. and I don't think he has. I mean, he probably has like three percent fat. You can't. It's ridiculous. You, you don't stop him. You you slightly contain him. I mean, he ran a four <laughs> six at the combine. It's like how, and I think he put up like thirty something. You cannot stop the guy. Mm-hmm. You can't on run plays, on pass plays. 
I just feel like with what New England has on the inside, their guards, I mean, David Andrews, or what's his, is it David Andrews, yeah. their center? He has been decent, mm. but he has no chance against that interior D-line. Mm. He has yeah. no chance. Because those guys eat up double teams and just do what they want when they want. You have one guy pass rushing and guarding the run, mm-hmm. and you have one guy who is a run stuffer in Sue. So I just feel like it's going to be hard for the Patriots to even get a run game going like they did against uh, the Chargers mm. and the Chiefs. I just don't think it's going to be possible. And so obviously this Rams defensive line is better than either Chiefs or or I mean it's not like San, it's not like L A the Chargers didn't have a, a decent defensive line. I mean Joey Bosa is not anything to yeah. You know, take home about. No, I mean, he's good off the edge, but they have no one in the middle who can press the mm-hmm. pocket, and you're not going to get to Tom Brady coming around the edge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the the Broncos did it, but at that time, the Broncos had uh, Garrett Wolf or Derek, Derek Wolf mm-hmm. and Malik Jackson, two all pros, in there at their D tackles. So they were able to get pressure because they were pressing up into him. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I just I don't see where the Patriots are better than them besides Tom Brady. Yeah, and I mean Tom Brady's a but huge Tom Brady's factor. a huge factor, uh, and Bill Belichick can scheme. Mm-hmm. I'm, so. I'm with you though. I, I think the I think that it's kind of weird because um, you know going into last year I didn't really think I would have said I think the Patriots are going to win, but this is one of the you know first years in a long time where I'm like I, I really do believe that the Rams like are mm-hmm. just as good. I think they're better. I think that they uh, will win the game. They should win the game. Um, you know, we'll see how healthy Gurley is. Uh, that's been kind of questionable. I know they've been talking about that on on sports shows uh, all week and last week. But man, I think. Uh, I mean, because the Chiefs, the Chiefs had a terrible start against the Patriots. Mm. Yeah. And so, if the Rams just do what they do on offense, then I mean, we'll see what happens. But I, if I had to put money on it i'd probably i'd probably say the rams man i think that they're gonna get it they're done. they're one and a, two and a half point favorites one and a half something like that one and a half one and a half but i mean the rams defensive front and that front seven the past two games against a really good o-line mm-hmm. in the saints and a really good o-line and running back well you have mark between the saints and the cowboys you have mark ingram zeke elliott alvin Kamara. yeah i mean those, it's, three, it's three of the best running backs in the nfc those mm-hmm. three guys Went for forty three carries for ninety eight yards in the past two games. So I and, and you see what the Patriots have been doing. Mm. They've been feeding Sony Michelle twenty times a game. They can't mm-hmm. do that against the Rams. And if they throw it, you know Tom Brady will do his thing. I, yeah, I don't doubt that. But are they going to be able to consistently keep beating Aqib Tlaib? Um, Corey Littleton's been awesome as a linebacker for them. Uh, Marcus Peters. Mark Barron, are they going to be able to beat those guys consistently enough to win the game? I don't think so. All these argue, all the the pro Rams arguments that I've been hearing, they make a hundred percent. But they it's make, the Patriots. They make so much sense, but it's it's the Patriots. And the thing is, I'd much rather you if the if I pick the Patriots and they lose, I'd look a little stupid, maybe. But if I pick the Rams and the Patriots win, you look real stupid. You look real stupid well, it, because it's Tom Brady. It's it, Bill Belichick. It's the Pats. It's man. like Clemson. It's, it's, it's like really Clemson, hard. Alabama. Yeah. But if you look, if you pick Clemson, 
You looked brilliant. You did. And you people that did pick Clemson looked brilliant. It's, it's risk award. I, I picked Bama because <laughs> I'd much rather lose with Saban than lose with anybody else. I and it's the same way. I'd much rather lose picking you're scared. Belichick. You're scared. I am scared. That's the truth, though. I mean, you don't want to be dumb in that situation. Yeah. Because the Patriots have proved to you time and time again that they're yeah. going to win when that the, game. And if the Patriots go out there and win, all it is is, see, told you, man. It's the Patriots. They don't lose. <laughs> yeah. But you got to be risky sometimes. Exactly. You gotta roll the I dice. don't even think it's that big a that, risk. That's what I'm saying. This is the lowest risk game <laughs> yeah. that you're going to get against the Patriots. Well, well here, here's the thing. Nick Saban lost the national championship, which means Bill Belichick's going to win the Super they're Bowl right. because they're neither right. one of them, they've never they lost never it. at the same time. Never win at the same time. And I don't think they've ever lost the same year either. Uh-uh. When no, they've both they've been, just gone back and forth. When they've, they've both been, been in the national championship or the Super Bowl, neither, but I the, do, neither, you, not both have won, but neither have lost it both. But I think we need to give McVay, Sean McVay, a yeah. little bit of credit. I yeah. mean, this guy is a young, great coach. <laughs> He's got a future ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Rams are going to be able to keep all their talent that they have on the team. I think Ndamukong Su said yesterday that he wouldn't be opposed to a Lions return or something mm-hmm. like that. He, they'll sign anywhere they give him money. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I think he has done, what he's done with that team, coming from Jeff Fisher to him, it was night and day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I dealt an incredible with incredible three year turnaround. I've I dealt with the Jeff Fisher years. Mm. That was tough. <laughs> that was really hard to deal with. And I know he did well with, when he was with the Titans and everything, but wow, that was tough. <laughs> I mean, you get there was nobody on that team that he maximized their talent. Mm. Like Sam Bradford back in the day when he drafted him. Couldn't he couldn't maximize the talent? They didn't have any offensive schemes to go with it. And Sean McVay came in with the same quarterback that Jared Goff was horrible under yeah. Jeff 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 Fisher's tenure. And then as soon as McVay got in there, he was throwing it everywhere. Mm. Kirk Cousins, he did the same thing with Kirk Cousins when he was in uh, Washington. I just think McVay is a he's a better coach than people give him credit for, and they do give him credit already. I'm not mm. gonna lie. I mean, a lot of people think that. If McVay does win, this is going to be somewhat of a uh, passing of the torch. That's what I was passing of the torch. For yeah. Sure. So, all right, running out of time. So let's go ahead and final picks. You're going Rams. I'm going by. I'm going Rams, but I'm going to go six plus. They're going to be in by six plus. Uh, Rams go, by how many? I'm going to go Rams. Let's let's just go. You can do straight up pick if you don't want to give a no 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 oh, no okay, no. We're okay, going to okay. give points. Well, give give like the the number the number that you think they're going to win by. I think they'll win. Six plus. Six uh, plus. No, well, give an no, actual no pluses. Oh, or, or, or just give me a score. Want, you want a score. Yeah, yeah give, give a us score. a score. Give us a score. Um, uh, <laughs> 30, let's see, 31, 31 to 23. There we go. Okay. All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 42. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say 42. Uh, give me 42-35 Rams. We're going high scoring. Okay, that's that. Patriots 31, Rams 28. Stephen Gaskowski kicks a last second field goal Ooh. to win. I, the game. Okay, that that that's something we can all you know come together <laughs> about right. right there. We all be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. That's, that's fine. What if, if 
I guess. <laughs> if Gostowski gets to put one through to win the game, I can, I can yeah. live with that. And because that's, that's just the way the Patriots win Super Bowls. That, is, that is yeah, true. Did you see, <laughs> did you see there's a, uh, their, their, their Super Bowl games out of eight that they've played since 2000 or 2002, mm. the average difference in the game is 4.2 points. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be. I mean, it, and I mean, last year's, last year, the losing by eight was the largest margin. Of but that was close. Defeat, and it was still a close game. Yeah. They still had the ball at the last second. Yeah. What I want to see, though, is it go to overtime and the first team score just to piss Drew off <laughs> and watch oh. all the haters come out for NFL overtime. <laughs> the first team scores, first team scores, man. Sorry, that's how it worked. All right, do you want, are we doing trivia or yeah, trade the day Let's first? do trivia. All, all right. right, so we're doing Tiger football, correct? Tiger football. All we right. got Tiger we football doing, player with us. We're doing Tiger football. Are we doing I answer one, he answers one, or first? Uh, uh, let's go. Are we have a buzzer. With, are we going to be able to first one to slap the table? How about how about this? How many questions do you got? Two. So with this, you only first, got two questions. Yes. Okay. Well, they're they're like multiple answer questions. All right. So with this first question, what we'll do is nobody say it. I just want just think about it. Okay. Okay. Since two thousand three. The Tigers have played in 10 bowl games. We have only won three of them. Yeah. Can you name those three opponents? Just say yes if you Yes. Can, can you name them? The opponents? The opponents that we beat. I can't. I okay. really can't. I okay, can name two of the three wins. Can I go? All right. You name, we're going to go name one and name one. Drew, name one. Of the opponents of one? Yeah. I'm going to take away the one that I know oh. he knows, BYU. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, do you know who anymore? Would they play New Orleans Bowl? I know. Do you know? I don't. <laughs> I know. Do you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, give, it, give them to us, Drew. Do all three? Yeah. The two, the, 2003 the two. New Orleans Bowl, University of Memphis Tigers defeat the North Texas Mean Green. The mean Green. 2005 Motor City Bowl. I know Bowl, that because I was there. The <laughs> University of Memphis Tigers defeat the Zips of Akron. Okay. You were there for that one. Right? I was there. Yeah, that's why I know. And there. of course, the Miami Beach Bowl that Gabe was there for. The tires beat BYU and and beat him in a fight. But uh, <laughs> did, you right. fight? did you fight? <laughs> no, I didn't fight. Oh, <laughs> did I, that fight? was a hundred and two play game. I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> there was no fight. There was no, no fighting I was after so that one. Tired. I we were enjoying that one. We were letting the other guys fight. Uh, all right, last question. Um, got this off the internet. Let's hope it's right. Pretty sure it is. Uh, in the last 20 years, the Memphis Tigers have had several players go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the top three uh, highest draft picks that we have had? Yes. I think I could. All right. Let me get Let me get who you think they are. D'Angelo Williams. You try to give them to me in order from like who is the highest. D'Angelo Williams. I don't okay. Know. I'm not going to say yes or okay. no. Okay, Paxton Lynch and... I know who they are. I'm more. trying to think. This is 20 years. Isn't it? I'll just say Anthony Miller for the heck of it. Okay. Nope. Here's the, the right. Here's the, <laughs> he knows, here's he the right order. The highest ranked, uh, highest drafted uh, Tiger is Don Terry Poe. Oh, wow, yes. wow, 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 wow! Then that was so stupid. Then, that was so stupid. Then at <laughs> the six, seven, uh, twenty. <laughs> I can't. Early twenties, D'Angelo, then Paxton. Oh my yeah. god, I got two of the three. But how did Boom! I not get Poe? Wait, let me. He was like here. what sixth overall, fifth overall, nine, like I believe. Nine? Okay, he's the top ten. God, wait a minute, that, Drew. That, I'm kicking myself. Who'd you say was second, Drew? D'Angelo, then Paxton. 
I think you're wrong. I am not wrong. No way. D'Angelo he was. He was like 20. In the he, was 20s. Like, he, was, he was early but 20s. But Paxton was 29. Yeah. So he's that's up. late. D'Angelo was early 20s. This this says 20. Just says D'Angelo was 27 and Paxton okay. was 26. No, Paxton was really? 29. I think Paxton was 26. This thing, this is this is a smartphone. Is right there now. a. Uh, I'll have to look. Maybe it's like a trade thing. I don't yeah. know if it has been. No, because the Broncos drafted. I don't know. I don't know how I didn't get Poe, though. I'm, I, yeah, I expect I'm you to get Poe. i myself up over that. Uh, that's horrible. Yeah, that's all we got for uh, trivia. No, so, we didn't do Trey of the Day. Let's do Trey of the Day. Let's end on Trey of the Day. Yeah. All right. We got our uh, PVJ Trey of the Day. We're going to go with our top three movies. So we're going to get some insight. On, and, on, and the reason why we're doing this is because it kind of started out with a conversation about that Netflix movie Bird Box. Yeah. Me and the uh, missus finally watched it on Sunday and it is a terrible movie. It's the sickest, <laughs> most twisted movie. psychological movie I've ever seen. And if you like that movie, may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's not in your top three, I'm guessing. Uh, no, 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 it's not. Was it close? Was it close? Was it no, no, not even close. All right. Well, Ruined uh, my entire weekend. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get us going. I'll let you know the top three movies of all time. We're going to start with number three. That is Coach Carter. That is a great movie. Great movie. It, it, Give uh, you Drew, have you seen it? Very solid. I haven't never seen, seen, seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Coach it's a, dude, it's a good movie. My, one of mine's going to be a, a basketball film. Okay, too, there so. we go. Uh, all right, moving on to number two. A classic, Talladega Nights. Great oh, movie, man. Great movie. I mean, it's in our intro. Yeah, and it's just, it's when that first came out, I mean, that was probably the movie that I've, you know, had the most laughter at yeah. ever. I mean, that was hilarious. Uh, I, I, like, mean, the fact I like that, to picture my Jesus, the <laughs> lead vocals for Leonard, Leonard Skinner, and I'm in the front row, <laughs> hammered. See, the thing is, we could go on and quote this movie for the next hour, because hey, every time you watch it, you still laugh. If you don't chew Big Red, then. <laughs> no, uh, all right the number one movie of all time if you disagree i'm gonna respectfully tell you you're wrong and you're not smart <laughs> tommy boy greatest movie of all time of no all time of all time top top five comedy okay i'll give you that okay i'll give you you're that. wrong but okay like i said respectfully you're wrong. <laughs> all right i get you all right all my right. turn yeah your turn okay. i'm still thinking Let's go with number three, Glory Road. Ooh, oh, that's, like a that's a good movie. Good that's a good movie. Yeah. Two. Hey, wait, real quick, real quick. Who knows the uh, assistant coach's name in that movie? And the assistant coach's name? And why it's important. Oh, God. I don't know. What is important? Hold on. Oh, no. He didn't. He wasn't an, no, he wasn't an assistant here. Somebody who went on to be a head, huh? Head coach. Assistant coach from Glory Road and that Texas Western team. Mo Iba, former, after that, became the head coach at Memphis State University. Okay. Yes. That's something. Yeah. You know, the weird guy with the glasses? Yeah. He Get gets his clothes taken, taken in Brooklyn. <laughs> That's Mo Iba. I'll go, I'll go comedy for my number two. Because you, went, you right. went comedy. There we go. Anchorman. Oh, okay. that's a great one. Okay. That's, that's I mean, you saw what I do before every podcast. I go, unique See, New, New York. York. Yes. Unique, New York. I, I love I Scott Sears. Yes, I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> Sa- right. San Diego. Or as, 60% of the time. What po- it works. Or what it translates into whale's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm think that's in, right. I was just in San Diego. 
And I was texting somebody. I made that joke. They're like, where are you? And I didn't say San Diego. And I didn't even bring up the joke. I just said, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? I've never seen Anger Man. Come on, dude. But anyway, um, number one, I talked to you about it, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you that. It's, it's, I mean, it's a classic. You can't go wrong with Pulp Fiction. Um, You're, this is on the spot right here, huh? Yeah. yeah. I'm t- I can't. I... You just got to name them, man. Oh. I didn't have, we didn't have long to think. You just got to do it. No copies, right. dude. Yeah, All right. can't go there. I I should have gone number. Should have gone serious, but I I couldn't do it. All right, number three. Um, and I'll probably get ripped for this because I can't. I I don't know if you were on the Blue and Gray show okay. when uh oh, I yeah. got ripped for it. I, I was there. I was for, there. All right, number three. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Godfather two. Okay. Godfather okay. 2, I'm so glad John and y'all made fun of me and made me watch <laughs> all, I watched all three, Godfather 2 is definitely the best one. You really? You think that? Yeah. You, okay. Godfather 2 is the best okay. one. Okay. With, without a doubt. It's okay. If you're one. next to right. or That's fair. Godfather like 3 and 1. That's <laughs> fair. Um, number 2. Man, I mean, it's super spur of the moment. I love it. Yeah. It is. It is. Burn number off. number 2, um, uh, it's got to be between... How is it going to be between? Then they'd be tied for first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you can do two second place. Two A and two B because they're kind of like <laughs> the same type of movie. Wow. Two uh, A and two B got to go with the Natural and Field of Dreams. Okay, it's hard to pick one or the other. Yeah, I, I can see I can see where okay. you. Uh huh. Yeah. And and I don't even know who would be number one. You should have just said. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, number one's got to be a comedy because I love me some comedies. Right. Or maybe a rom com because I love wow. rom coms, man. I'm a sucker for a love story, dude. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's fine. I love rom coms. Me too. But I just learned uh, something new about Judith. <laughs> yeah, for real. You give me a good love oh, story, I'll start crying. You dude. might as well put Fifty First Dates. That's your first. That's yeah. that's number oh, one for you. I love put, that put movie. Failure, <laughs> hey, failure to launch in there. No, no, but it did make me think. It's got to be. It's got to be an a- Adam Sandler movie for me because I love Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, Look, uh, I will say Mr. Deeds and Big Daddy are up there. Oh, they are up there. Top movies. I think the funniest one is uh, Happy Gilmore. Number one movie. I'm going. Ha- I will go. Actually, we're gonna do. <laughs> wow. a- he played me. Bro. All right. Yeah. Top number one top movie. One A. Oh, oh. dude. Waterboy picks than everybody else. This isn't fair. One B. Wedding singer and one C, we'll go with uh, was the one you are not uh, happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, happy Gilmore. so I just turned a top three list into, into a top a, six. Yeah, into a top <laughs> six. Great, into a top three with five, <laughs> five different movies. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that's uh, all the time we have. What does our friend Carrie say? It's time to wrap it up. Yep, it's time to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for uh, hopefully you. I'm going to say you enjoyed it, so thank you for enjoying the podcast that we uh, worked really hard on here and had a great time giving to the people. And once again, make sure you all go check out all the great content on the Cerrito Live feed. And be sure to listen to Cerrito Live every Saturday from 10 to 12 on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. And, of course, the 11 o'clock hour, the only hour-long wrestling segment in the city of Memphis where wrestling was made. And be sure to uh, listen to me. Uh, Monday through Friday, 
and from 1 to 3 on Johnny Radio's Happy Hour. You also hear my intern, Gabe Kuhn, uh, on that program. And then, and then uh, if that is if he's not on a coffee run real quick. <laughs> and then, of course, Fishy Sets 3 to 6 um, on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM with Brett Norsworthy and Rob Fisher. And Gabe, you do a podcast. I know you only do it seasonal, but go ahead and yeah, shout it out. Yeah, TKT podcast with my brother, um, Alex Kuhn. He uh, works as a co-host in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So, yeah, we, we, we do a podcast. It's seasonal, like you said. Season one's over. Season two starts up next football season. All right. And where can they find that? They can find that on Podomatic and Apple all right. So y'all be sure to go check that out after you check out all the, once again, all the great content on this Rito live feed. Thank y'all once again so much for listening. We'll be back again next week for AJ, for Gabe. I am Drew. Remember, my always show love, never hate, feel the good vibes, and have a wonderful and blessed day. Ooh, tack. And fields of gold and cotton rolls and never in the sky. Take it slow, easy roll in this life. Caught up in a car Caught up in a car If I had my way, I'll stay. Caught up in it, caught up in it. Somewhere where the road ends, out there where the creek bends, that's where you can Gold and cotton rolls and never ending sky. That take a slow, easy roaming a slide. Miles and miles of John Deere Green. Freedom far as I can see. The road we run and roam, the breathing it's true. I am and I'll always be. Country.